Hello and welcome to episode 564 of the Our Lady of Fatima podcast. It is my pleasure to be with you this afternoon. My name is Terrence M. Stanton. We are recording on Saturday, June 17th, 2023, in the year of our Lord Jesus Christ. Let us begin with the Saturday prayer to the Most Blessed Virgin Mary to obtain her patronage by St. Alphonsus Liguri. O my most holy mother, I see the graces which thou hast obtained for me, and I see the ingratitude of which I have been guilty towards thee. An ungrateful soul is no longer worthy of favors, but I will not on this account distrust thy mercy, which is greater than my ingratitude. O my great advocate, pity me. Thou dispensest all the graces which God grants to us miserable creatures. And for this purpose he has made thee so powerful, so rich, and so benign. He has done so that thou mightest succor us in our miseries. Ah, mother of mercy, leave me not in my poverty. Thou art the advocate of the most miserable and guilty criminals who have recourse to thee. Defend me also who recommend myself to thee. Say not that my cause is too difficult to be gained, for all causes, however desperate, when defended by thee, are gained. In thy hands, then, do I place my eternal salvation. To thee do I entrust my soul. It was lost. Thou, then, by thy intercession, hast to save it. I wish to be inscribed amongst thy most devoted servants. Reject me not. Thou seekest the miserable to relieve them. Abandon me not, who am a wretched sinner and who have recourse to thee. Speak for me. Thy son does all that thou askest him. Take me under thy protection. That is all that I ask. Yes, for if thou protectest me, I fear nothing. I do not fear my sins, for thou wilt obtain me a remedy for the evil they have done me. I do not fear the devils, for thou art more powerful than all hell. I do not even fear Jesus, my judge himself, for by a single prayer of thine he is appeased. I only fear that by my negligence I may cease to recommend myself to thee and thus be lost. It is true that these graces are too great for me, who have not deserved them, but they are not too great for thee, who art so much loved by God. Hence he grants thee all that thou askest. Thou hast only to speak, and he denies thee nothing. Pray then to Jesus for me. Tell him that thou protectest me, and then he is sure to pity me. My mother, in thee do I trust. In this hope I shall live in peace, and in it I wish to die. Live, Jesus, our love, and marry our hope. May all the words that I speak be so many arrows dipped in the blood of thy sacred heart, O Jesus, to pierce the hearts of all who hear them with love for thee. Amen. And from the Sacred Heart Book by Father F.X. Lassance for the 17th day of June, this from St. Margaret Mary Alacoque. Do not amuse yourself in always devising new means of perfection. Remember that yours consists entirely in one word, in conformity of life and actions to the holy maxims of the heart of Jesus, especially to his gentleness, humility, and charity. Employ well the present time without being uneasy about the future. Ever sacrifice yourself with a firm hope that the Sacred Heart will not abandon you, for it is nearer to you when you suffer than when you rejoice. The Sacred Heart of Jesus well knows what passes within yours. It is he who permits all these trials to teach you to abandon yourself to him and to all his designs upon your soul. The Holy Face of Jesus of the Veil of Veronica Prayers. Dear Lord, through the Immaculate Heart of Mary, I offer these prayers in reparation for the sins which most offend God in our times, blasphemy, the profanation of Sunday and holy days, and communism. Pater noster, quies in celi, sanctificator nomen tuam, adveniat regnam tuam, fiat voluntas tua, sicut in celo et in terra, panem nostrum quotidianum de nobis hodie, 
et dimite nobis debita nostra, sicut et nos dimitibus debitoribus nostris. Et ne nos inducas in tentationem, sed libra nos amalo. Amen. Ave Maria, gratia plena, Dominus tecum, benedicta tu mulieribus, et benedictus fructus ventris tui, Jesus. Sancta Maria Mater Dei, ora pro nobis peccatoribus, nunc et honor mortis nostrae. Amen. Gloria Patri et Filio et Spiritui Sancto, sicut erat in principio et nunc et semper, et in secula seculorum. Amen. The Golden Arrow Prayer May the most holy, most sacred, most adorable, most mysterious, and unutterable name of God be praised, blessed, loved, adored, and glorified in heaven, on earth, and in the hells, by all God's creatures, and by the sacred heart of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, and the most holy sacrament of the altar. Amen. For the defeat of communists, Freemasons, and all revolutionary men. Eternal Father, I offer thee the cross of our Lord Jesus Christ and all the instruments of his holy passion, that thou mayest put division in the camp of thy enemies, for as thy beloved Son hath said, a kingdom divided against itself shall fall. Eternal Father, we offer thee the holy face of Jesus, covered with blood, sweat, dust, and spittle, in reparation for the crimes of communists, blasphemers, and for the profaners of the holy name, and of the holy day of Sunday. Amen. God of goodness and Father of mercies, we beseech thee, through the Immaculate Heart of Mary and by the intercession of the patriarchs, and holy apostles to look with compassion upon the remnant of Israel so that they may come to a knowledge of our only Savior, Jesus Christ, and share in the precious graces of redemption. Amen. We're going to take a look today, friends, at an article entitled The Forgotten Customs of the Sacred Heart from 1 Peter 5 by Mr. Matthew Pleasy. It begins with the words of our Lord Jesus Christ to St. Margaret Mary Alacoque. Look at this heart, which has loved men so much, and yet men do not want to love me in return. Through you, my divine heart wishes to spread its love everywhere on earth. The history of the Feast of the Sacred Heart and its forgotten octave. While the entire month of June is devoted to the Sacred Heart of Jesus, the Feast of the Sacred Heart is unique is unique, kept to honor the mercy and love of God while making reparation for the serious sins committed against our blessed Lord. Traditionally, up until 1955, the Feast of the Sacred Heart immediately follows the octave day of Corpus Christi. After having celebrated eight days devoted to the Blessed Sacrament, we immediately turn to the Sacred Heart, which also traditionally had its own octave as well. The institution of the Feast of the Sacred Heart was a result of the appearances of our Lord to St. Margaret Mary Alacoque, in 1675. St. Margaret Mary suffered contempt from many people who refused to believe the authenticity of the visions. In these appearances, our Lord told her 12 graces that he would give to anyone devoted to his sacred heart. Our Lord said to her, I ask thee that the first Friday after the octave of Corpus Christi be set apart as a special feast to honor my sacred heart. He also made 12 promises to those who are devoted to the sacred heart. One, I will give them all the graces necessary for their state in life. Two, I will give peace in their families. Three, I will console them in all their troubles. Four, they shall find in my heart an assured refuge during life, and especially at the hour of death. Five, I will pour abundant blessings on all their undertakings. Six, sinners shall find in my heart the source and infinite ocean of mercy. Seven, tepid souls shall become fervent. 
Eight, fervent souls shall speedily rise to great perfection. Nine, I will bless the homes in which the image of my sacred heart shall be exposed and honored. Ten, I will give to priests the power to touch the most hardened hearts. Those who propagate this devotion shall have their name written in my heart, and it shall never be effaced. Twelve, the all-powerful love of my heart will grant to all those who shall receive communion on the first Friday of nine consecutive months the grace of final repentance. They shall not die under my displeasure, nor without receiving their sacraments. My heart shall be their assured refuge at the last hour. In 1693, three years after the death of St. Margaret Mary, the Holy See imparted indulgences to the confraternities of the Sacred Heart, and in 1697 granted the feast to the Visitandines with the Mass of the Five Wounds, but refused a feast common to all with special Mass and office. The devotion spread particularly in religious communities. The Marseille Plague in 1720 furnished perhaps the first occasion for a solemn consecration and public worship outside of religious communities. Other cities of southern Europe followed the example of Marseille. In 1726, Rome was again asked for a feast with a mass and office of its own. This was refused in 1729, but granted in 1765. In that year, at the request of the Queen, the feast was received quasi-officially by the Episcopate of France. Hence, the Mass and Office in honor of the Sacred Heart were not approved for any use until 1765 by Pope Clement XIII, 100 years after the request was made by our Lord. Finally, in 1856, at the urgent entreaties of the French bishops, Pope Pius IX extended the Feast of the Sacred Heart to the Latin Church under the right of a double major. In 1889, it was raised by the Latin Church to the double right of first class. In 1928, Pope Pius XI raised the feast to the highest rank, double of the first class, and added an octave. The 1955 reforms of the general Roman calendar suppressed this octave and removed most other octaves. On November 9, 1921, Pope Benedict XV established the Feast of the Eucharistic Heart of Jesus on the Thursday within the octave of the Sacred Heart, which in a sense further established the connection of the Sacred Heart with Corpus Christi and its just concluded octave. Devotion to the Sacred Heart dates back to the Middle Ages. Long before the apparition to St. Margaret Mary, devotion to the Sacred Heart of Jesus existed. On the December 27th feast of St. John the Evangelist in 1256 AD, St. Gertrude the Great had a profound vision in which she laid her head near the wound in the side of Jesus and heard the beating of the Sacred Heart. This is especially profound since St. John the Evangelist reclined his head to the heart of the Divine Savior at the Last Supper. The First Friday Devotion When our Lord later appeared to St. Margaret Mary Alacoque in the 1600s, he appeared to her on the feast day of St. John the Evangelist. Our Lord requested three things, frequently receiving Holy Communion, receiving Holy Communion especially on the first Friday of each month, and observing a holy hour in front of the Blessed Sacrament with the aforementioned promises. Father Weiser writes in Christian Feasts and Customs this short excerpt on devotions to the Sacred Heart mentioning this practice. As a result of the revelations granted to St. Margaret Mary Alacoque, 1690, the practice development, excuse me, the practice developed from the 17th century on of devoting the first Friday of every month in a special way to the Sacred Heart of Jesus. Since 1889, a Roman indult has given this custom a liturgical expression through the Mass of the Sacred Heart, 
which under certain conditions may be celebrated as a solemn votive mass. Other liturgical devotions, too, have been provided for First Friday. They may be held in churches with the approval of the bishop and according to his regulations. Through the pious exercises of the nine Fridays and the first Fridays, the custom grew in many places of performing on every Friday some devotion in honor of the Sacred Heart of Jesus, partly in church, by attendance at Mass, communion, evening devotions, partly at home by family prayer, burning of vigil lights before the Sacred Heart statue. Hence, priests should be offering extra Masses each Friday in honor of the Sacred Heart and encouraging the faithful to make the nine first Fridays and repeating it often throughout life. And families should also have statues of the Sacred Heart in their home, which are housed on or near our home prayer altars. An act of dedication to the Sacred Heart. What is consecration to the Sacred Heart? Father Peter Scott explains. Consecration to the Sacred Heart is consequently an act of individuals, of families, of parishes, of nations, and will bring all the more graces as it is clearly understood as an act of returning love for love and is accomplished fervently by an entire community. What then is consecration? It is much more than a formula, a passing pious act to be repeated from time to time. It is a complete gift of oneself, in this case to divine love. It is an interior belonging to Christ that might be accomplished the words of the apostle in Galatians 2.20. It is no longer I that live, but Christ lives within me. It is a donation of our whole being and life as a victim to be immolated to divine love. It is the living of our baptismal vows by which we renounced entirely Satan and his allurements to serve Christ our King and him alone. There is no one act of consecration to the Sacred Heart. St. Margaret Mary, in fact, requested that her novices write their own as she herself did. However, in a letter of 1684 to one of her superiors, she describes what it must contain. If you desire to live for him alone and to attain to the perfection that he desires from you, you must offer to his sacred heart the entire sacrifice of yourself and all that belongs to you without any reserve, so that you may no longer like anything but what he likes, may act only according to his inspirations, undertake nothing without first asking his counsel and his aid, giving unto him the glory of all glorifying him for everything." We can honor heaven's request to honor the sacred heart by making the act of consecration as written by St. Margaret Mary. I, Terence Martin Joseph Stanton, give myself and consecrate to the sacred heart of our Lord Jesus Christ, my person and my life, my actions, pains, and sufferings, so that I may be unwilling to make use of any part of my being save to honor, love, and glorify the sacred heart. This is my unchanging purpose, namely, to be all his and to do all things for the love of him, at the same time renouncing with all my heart whatever is displeasing to him. I therefore take thee, O sacred heart, to be the only object of my love, the guardian of my life, my assurance of salvation, the remedy of my weakness and inconstancy, the atonement for all the faults of my life, and my sure refuge at the hour of death. Be then, O heart of goodness, my justification before God thy Father, and turn away from me the strokes of his righteous anger. O heart of love, I put all my confidence in thee, for I fear everything from my own wickedness and frailty, but I hope for all things from thy goodness and bounty. Do thou consume in me all that can displease thee, or resist thy holy will. Let thy pure love imprint thee so deeply upon my heart that I shall 
nevermore be able to forget thee or to be separated from thee. May I obtain from all thy loving kindness the grace of having my name written in thee. For in thee I desire to place all my happiness and all my glory, living and dying in very bondage to thee. We can also pray the act of consecration to the Sacred Heart, which was written by Pope Leo XIII, and a hyperlink is given. Honor the Sacred Heart as a family throughout June. This Feast of the Sacred Heart, in addition to dedicating ourselves and our families to the Sacred Heart, we can and should make the act of reparation to the Sacred Heart, which is an indulged prayer, and having our home enthroned to the Sacred Heart, if it has not already been. Lastly, after we conclude our daily rosaries, each day of June we can add the Litany of the Sacred Heart. Other less common prayers, like the daily offering to the Sacred Heart for the Dying, are also worth practicing with fervor during this month. While the Sacred Heart is a newer feast in the life of the Church and has not developed customs like more ancient feast days, we can nevertheless live out the customs that have arisen in the past few centuries. After all, our Lord asked for reparation to the Sacred Heart in the form of the nine First Fridays, and if God himself asks it of us, who can dare refuse? So ends the article. And I realized a lot of that was included in a recent article by Mr. Pleasy, which I also shared at the Fatima Center, but it not only was important in bearing repeating that, because we can never offer up enough devotion and love to the Sacred Heart, but I also wanted to include that act of consecration to the Sacred Heart written by St. Margaret Mary Alacoque. Our Lord loves you deeply, madly, more than you can possibly imagine, more than you love yourself, more than your mom or dad can love you, more than your grandma or grandpa can love you, your brother, your sister, your best friend, your spouse, your sons, your daughters. The love of our Lord Jesus Christ for you is unimaginable. He loves you so much that he wants you to stop sinning. He wants you to repent and believe in the gospel. He wants me to stop sinning. He wants me to repent and believe in the gospel. He wants every man, woman, and child on earth to be Catholic. He wants every man, woman, and child on earth to put him first and foremost because he knows we need him. The Blessed Mother knows we need him. What does she say? right before his first public miracle, changing water into wine at the wedding feast at Cana. Do whatever he tells you. The Blessed Mother is constantly pointing us toward her son. And Jesus, being the perfect son that he is, is pointing us towards his mother and telling us to love the Immaculate Heart of Mary. And she's saying to love and adore the Sacred Heart because they are the pinnacle of humility and charity. They keep nothing back. They're always pouring out their love. So let us continue in this month of June to adore the sacred heart of our Lord and Jesus Christ and to honor the Immaculate Heart of the Blessed Virgin Mary and also the most chaste heart of St. Joseph, three hearts beating as one. Let us pray, my friends, for help and for healing for our non-speaking friends and family members as we once again mention Helping Autism Through Learning and Outreach on the web. That's H-A-L-O hyphen S-O-M-A dot org. I also want to mention episodes 277 and 548 of the Our Lady of Fatima podcast in which I discuss RPM with my wonderful sister and my wonderful niece. RPM is also 
discussed on the other episode, 548, with a gentleman from Word on Fire who interviewed Toby and Brielle about rapid prompting method. Rapid prompting method is a system of communication for non-speakers. Just as sign language was a revolutionary breakthrough in terms of being able to communicate for the deaf, and at first it wasn't accepted, and now it's universally accepted, RPM is going through the same challenges. People are saying, oh, you know, this is pseudoscience. This isn't really on the level. Trust me, I've witnessed it, experienced it firsthand. My niece, who's also my goddaughter, I'm the proud uncle and godfather of two wonderful nieces, but my niece, Brielle, was not able to communicate anything prior to being eight years old. After learning RPM and my sister and my brother-in-law and my other wonderful niece learning RPM, we now know that she's a comprehensive genius. I do not use that phrase lightly. She's a brilliant composer. She's gifted in mathematics. She even knows other languages. She's never had her IQ tested, but I'm sure it's off the charts. We would have known none of that were it not for RPM. And communication is a human right. Imagine how frustrated you'd feel if you were not able to communicate your hopes, your dreams, your fears, even what you want for breakfast. RPM is opening up the gate and letting non-speakers out of their prison of silence. We need to help as many people as possible. This has helped thousands of families. Please, God, let it help thousands more. Almighty and eternal God, healer of those who trust in you through the intercession of St. Raphael, Archangel, hear my prayer for non-speakers and their families. In your tender mercy, restore them to spiritual and bodily health that they may give you thanks, praise your name, and proclaim your wondrous love to all. I ask this through Christ, your Son, our Lord. Amen. The Memorare de St. Joseph. Remember, O most chaste spouse of the Virgin Mary, that never was it known that anyone who fled to thy protection, implored thy help, or sought thy intercession was left unaided. Inspired by this confidence, I fly unto you, my spiritual father, and beg your protection. O foster father of the Redeemer, despise not my petitions, but in your goodness hear and answer me. Amen. The three Hail Marys in honor of the immaculate purity of Our Lady of Fatima. Ave Maria, gratia plena. Dominus tecum. Benedicta tua mulieribus, benedictus fructus ventris tui, Jesus. Sancta Maria, Mater Dei. Ora pro nobis peccatoribus, nunc et in mortis nostrae. Amen. Ave Maria, gratia plena, Dominus tecum, benedicta tuum mulieribus, et benedictus fructus ventris tui, Jesus. Sancta Maria Mater Dei, ora pro nobis peccatoribus, nunc et in mortis nostrae. Amen. Ave Maria, gratia plena, Dominus tecum, benedicta tuum mulieribus, et benedictus fructus ventris tui, Jesus. Sancta Maria Mater Dei, ora pro nobis peccatoribus, nunc et in mortis nostrae. Amen. A Gloria Patri for a very special intention. Gloria Patri et Filio et Spiritui Sancto, sicut erat in principio et nunc et semper et in secula seculorum. Amen. By thy pure and immaculate conception, O Mary, obtain for me the conversion of Russia, Spain, Portugal, Europe, the United States of America, Canada, and the whole world. Virgo potens, ora pernobis. Sancti Joseph, terra daimonem, ora pernobis. Sancta Raphael Archangeli, ora pernobis. In nomine Patris, et Fili, et Spiritus Sancti. Amen. Thank you very kindly, my friends, for listening to episode 564 of the Our Lady of Fatima podcast. In your charity, 
Please share our ladies podcast with everyone you know. Follow us on Twitter. The handle is at Fatima Podcast. Give us a five-star rating and review at Apple Podcast or wherever you're listening to this program. But most importantly, offer up prayers and sacrifices for our Catholic bishops. They need your help. Goodbye and God love you.